But the first thing I want to talk about is something on a very serious note. A national helpline for men and boys who are victims of domestic abuse has been launched today about bloody time by the Waterford Group's Men's Development Network. And the new advice line can be accessed on the 1-800-816-588 number. And I'll give that number out a bit later on, by the way. It uh, happens Monday to Friday, uh, right up to 6pm and 8pm on Thursdays, 8pm on Tuesdays, obviously when they can man the phones. Councillors will man the phones and provide an outlet for men who are experiencing or have experienced domestic abuse in the relationship to speak confidentially with professionals who are trained to advise on domestic crime. Some common indicators of male domestic abuse includes verbal abuse and belittling, possessiveness and jealousy, ongoing accusations of being unfaithful, trying to control uh, where you go and what you see, how much you spend, trying to control how much you spend and when you spend it, or deliberately defaulting on joint financial obligations, making false allegations about you to your friends or threatening to leave you and preventing you from seeing your children. Many of those things, men who have been on the radio over the last eight years that I've been here have talked about all of those things. But the problem is men really aren't listened to. We have so many organisations for women out there. You could shake a stick and hit one of them eventually because there is so many. But we have one for men, which is amen, uh, but not on this kind of level. And the most recent research from the National Crime Council details that up to 88,000 men across Ireland have been severely abused by a partner at some point in their lives. And the Advice Line's initial rollout is working towards facilitating up to 5,000 of those calls per year. Because there is an argument as well, and I, and I kind of heard something on the radio today about it, that you know, if a guy goes into a guard station and says, you know, I, I want to make a report, uh, I'm being verbally abused by my wife or physically abused by my wife, and he's a big six-foot-three guy, the guards, with the greatest respect, I don't think they take them seriously. Whereas if it's a small woman, they probably do take it more seriously. Um, and I think that's grossly unfair because a larger guy would not want to hit a woman and would not want to defend himself possibly for fear that he may get himself into trouble. And rightly so, because you should never hit anybody. But he shouldn't have to take abuse either, be it verbal or physical. And Sean Cook, who's the CEO of Men's Development Network, said that although more women are affected by domestic abuse than men, only 5% of men actually report incidents to the Gardaí, indicating the majority of men actually suffer alone. Statistics in the UK, by the way, point out that four in every nine cases most likely are male domestic abuse. But yet we don't deal with it. We never talk about it. We just don't talk about it because, unfortunately for men, if they do talk about it, it's seen as not cool, not macho. Imagine the one of the guys down the pub on. Wife's giving me a hard time. She gave me a slap across the head last night because I wanted to watch the football. You know, the lad's going, ah, you bleed needed you. Why didn't you just go down the pub and watch it? So nobody really takes it seriously. Whereas a woman went to her friends and said, you know, my husband slapped me across the head last night because I wanted to watch, I don't know, the football, <laughs> for example. Her friends will take her very seriously and tell her you should report that to the police that they'd support her. Women are great for supporting each other, but men are pretty shit at it. We're pretty bad at supporting each other, uh, particularly during difficult times. Uh, he said, our research shows that most men suffer their abuse in silence because they're ashamed and believe it makes them less of a man. The stereotype that exists around being a man and being macho, I suppose, in Ireland suggests that a man should be physically and emotionally strong, successful and confident, and the list goes on. And he said this creates a barrier that can be impossible to break through and me- prevents men from accessing support when they need it most. And in saying that as well, there's damn all support for men in this country anyway to access in the first place. And if they do access it, will it be taken seriously? Cook said that research has indicated that taking, uh, talking to a trained listener can actually help a caller make better sense of what's happening and create some sort of plan to deal with it. Now, as I said, we've recently seen legislation brought through by the government to deal with issues like sexual harassment of women, uh, such as upskirting, 
um, stalking and th- those whole campaigns that we're seeing constantly are making men out to be predators, are making men out to be the enemy constantly all the time. And this is the first time I've seen a very positive article about supporting men. I mean, if we listen to the ads on the radio or the ads on TV about sexual harassment, this new legislation, you know, it's not okay. I mean, a lot of it, you know, they talk about it, it, there's no excuse. A lot of it, you know, is not, from what I believe, is not sexual harassment, but however, um, apart from that, it's all aimed, generally speaking, towards men being the perpetrators. There is one instance where a woman is the perpetrator, but it's quite mild. But they're generally aimed at men being the perpetrators and the perpetrators of domestic violence, the perpetrators of sexual harassment, clearly upskirting because men don't wear skirts. Absolutely. So this legislation is brought in, you know, about women. While it's not a bad thing, the elephant in the room is that there are very little help out there that is directly for men. The helpline has been welcome news. uh, But do you think it's enough and enough is being done by the government to help men in abusive relationships? Well, maybe one of those people who believe that well, men should just keep it to themselves, really. You know what I mean? It's not cool. It's not macho to go looking for support or help. Let me know what you think. I want to get your thoughts on this tonight. Do you think enough is being done to help men who are in abusive relationships? Do you think enough is being done to help men who are in abusive relationships? Yes, you believe enough has been done or no, not enough has been done. Let me know what you think. And uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Uh, let me go, and you can WhatsApp or text us, by the way. Let me go to Tony. Tony, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Tony? My name is Uh Tony, do you think enough has been done? No, there's not, nothing been done, really, for men. Like, but women are more nasty nowadays than they were maybe 20 years ago. Like, you know, people, government don't realise that. They're more when, nasty when, when you say women are nastier nowadays than they were, well, well give me what you mean, what's the example of that? What do you mean yeah, more that? groups, like, they're in groups, like, if, if, if they know their rights more and they're more Well, nasty. they should know their rights, yeah, yeah. well, of course, I'm not saying they know their rights, but they're more, they're, um, they kind of want more. And, you know, they're uh, demanding more and they kind of know they're, you know... Men, so they're not, you know, so men, they're not demanding like, equality, like, but they're demanding privilege is what you're trying to say. It's like the young fellas, young kids on the streets nowadays, they know their rights more and mm. they did 20 years ago, like, and, they, you know, they they have more rights nowadays. Like, and they're a bit, they're a bit na- they're nasty on fight, they're nasty on, in, in their arguments too. Like, they know how to get to you and they know, mm. they know how, how to crack the whip like you. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, have you, I mean, I'm not saying with your current partner, but, uh, you know, before, in the past, have you ever experienced, you know, domestic, he, well, verbal abuse or domestic abuse by a woman? Yeah, yeah, of course I did. Yeah, verbal abuse. Well, what do you mean, of course I did. So, would you suggest well, that every man every has? Fella, I say nearly every fella has. <laughs> you know, it, it, well, then why, the why don't we complain about it? Because women would be very quick to complain about yeah, it. So, why don't we complain about it? I, it's just something we don't do, really, isn't this? Like, like years ago, you don't want to complain to the police. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Nowadays, you would you would report to the police did anything like, but before you wouldn't. Yeah, that kind of way, you know. I suppose men are like that. I suppose they're quite or. Uh, is it is it because being. we believe it's not macho? It's not cool that we should be able to deal with these things ourselves. Yeah, I suppose that's nearly it, isn't it? And there's not much you can. Do. I don't know how you get around that part of fixing people's problems, but mm-hmm. that is the that is the line of it, isn't it? But you would agree that men obviously can be the, the perpetrators of domestic abuse as well. Of course, the man has. But what it is, the women can get it fixed very fast. The judges agreeing with him, and the judges agree with the women more. If there's kids involved in an argument, and the judges agree with the women, and mm-hmm. 
Oh, that, you know, that's, it's, it's down the line. Isn't so it? You, what you're thinking on it is basically that women can pretty much do what they want and get away with it. They, they know how to, yeah. They can, well, pretty much they can kind of, yeah, they can say what they want to you and you, <laughs> and they get away with it after because nothing you can do about it. Well, stay, well, well, hang on, let me go to Michael. Michael, you're on Classic Ed. Say to Michael. What's the story, Noel? Good. Michael, do you believe the government is doing enough for men in relation to domestic abuse? Well, I don't think it's that... I don't think... Like, I'm going to be honest now. I'm not trying to offend anyone or take away anybody, anyone's suffering or anything like that, but I just... It's more of a female thing. Women are getting it. Domestic abuse is more of a female thing, for what I see. When you um, say it's more of a female thing, what, what, what do you exactly mean by that? What, uh, women, women are more women are generally are, the victims? So, yeah, generally, yeah. Um, it's, it, women are usually the ones suffering. I'm not saying it doesn't happen for blokes. Yeah, but it's, it's a minority. Domestic abuse, by the way, can be physical or psychological, by the way. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Oh, yeah, well, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. But, I mean, the physical stuff, I mean, there are like, kind of sociopathic women out there that kind of do hurt men. But it's a minority compared to the... the and I'm not saying that lots of men are beating women either. That it, That's also a minority, but it's a larger minority than women hitting men kind of thing. But I think women abuse men more so through the family law courts and um, that kind of mm-hmm. thing, and not letting men see their kids. <coughs> and I would see. I would. I would imagine that kind of. Um, nice. I know three. I know three people. Have I know three people have committed. Three blokes have committed suicide, kind of thing. And I think the government don't really give a shit about men. To be honest with you, um, I think, the, like, if they really cared about the masculine side of things, that they they'd make family law court first of all a fairer. Uh, Space for both sexes. Yeah, sorry, Tony. What are you trying to say? Yeah, it, it's in the courts, really. It's it in the high. You have to start up on top. To well, it does. Be, well, I mean, statistically, by the way, men are more likely to go to jail for the same crime. Twice as likely, by the way, to go to jail for the same crime, and twice as like or get twice the length of sentence as well for the same crime. So, so it do, you're right. It does start the courts, and not just the family law courts, but the criminal courts as well. Yeah, I know. I know. She 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 uh, recorded uh, on her phone. Uh, he he gave her abuse, but he she didn't record what she said before that. You know what I mean? She recorded that and brought to the girls. I looked, this is he's after saying to me, threatening me and all that. But she never showed him what she said to him. Like, mm, you know, so they're nasty or they're kind of a more they have other ways around things, and they can get there faster than the men will get there. You know what I mean? Well, they, well, this is the point I made as well, Michael. You know that women do have better support groups within themselves because women tend to talk to each other. Men tend to be, I, I don't know, a little bit behind the door about saying to their mates, my wife is giving me a hard time. Yeah, yeah. Women have a different nature to men. Um, when, women, when, when women speak with one another, they actually, they don't have to find a solution. Just the act of talking can be very beneficial for women, whereas men, when they talk, they want to find a solution kind of thing. And we have different natures, so we need different approaches. Um, but I think, like, just because men don't talk to one another, it doesn't mean that they need to talk to one another to sort it out kind of thing. Um, we're living in a, in a kind of a weird space and time at the moment for mm-hmm. for femininity and masculinity and kind of, you know, we're all very ungrounded kind of thing. And Well, somebody, somebody says here, by the way, that verbal, verbal abuse is not abuse. Oh, it is. That's worse. That can be worse. Shouting or raising your voice is not abuse. Especially the kids. Like, if you have a young boy who's raised by an abusive mother... Um, then he will. And she's shouting at the husband in front of the young boy. 
Well, yeah. she. That's not. A, well, it's well, not very good, is it? To no, have a boy yeah. raised knowing that this is how he's going to be treated when he gets married someday. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Women will. What I've seen in my whole life is women. They won't. They'll slag the husband off to the kids when the husband's not there. Um, and then the kids grow up with a complex about their father, and then the, the mothers can be very controlling of the son. So not all mothers, and you know, obviously, but then you get these boys, certain boys who have had these types of mothers, and then when they go out to get married or whatever, they're going to attract that type of woman. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of these boys are trained. So when you see these men who are abused, they've been trained since they were little boys. I mean, people, I mean, I understand people raise their voices every now and again. I try raise my voice in the show every now and again. But but in saying when you when you raise your voice along with threatening language, you know when yeah. you're calling somebody names or you're shouting at somebody. Well, then if you it's know, chronic, if yeah. it's chronic and if it happens all the time, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It is a bitch, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. And what about yeah. the, what they suggest here as well? And there was a story actually in the mail during the week about a guy who had a controlling wife when it came to finances that he had to ask her all the time when he wanted money for petrol for his car or all this kind of stuff. It talks about in this, uh, you know, support trying to control where they go, who they see, uh, accusing them of being unfaithful on a regular basis, trying to control how they spend their money, or you know, or making false allegations to their friends about them. Yeah, well, it's a mixed bag. I mean, you get you, like I have seen some situations, in fairness, now where blokes gambled all the family finances away, and then the wife was like, "I'm going to stick by you, but we're going to have new roads or whatever." And then <coughs> the guy, you know, the the, the you know, whatever he wasn't honest with his mates, and then his mates would say that, and they wouldn't see the full picture kind of thing. But there are, I mean, there are women out there as well that would be very controlling with the with the finances or whatever or they'd use money. I do know of an actual situation that I know of myself where the the woman of the situation that are they're separated, they were married, they're separated, they will get a divorce I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um but she earned a hell of a lot more money than he did. And I mean like ten times as much as he did. And she used money to kind of bully him. Um and every, she's just constantly used money and material things to bully to bully him kind of thing so it's there's so many mixed situations out there like but, and would, um, would you agree I mean in the UK you now that we don't have figures here in Ireland uh, which was something yeah. that was brought up in the doll about two years ago and I think Michal Martin was asked by Jerry Adams at the time do you know the figures on domestic violence in men and he says I don't have them to hand and Jerry Adams I think it was replied and says the reason you don't is because there isn't any uh, the closest figures we have are for the UK, which is four, they believe, four in every nine cases of domestic violence. Violence being, by the way, not just physical, it can be uh, psychological no. as well, are male. No, there was nothing wrong with Jerry Adams and his own brother. Well, no, but, but, but in saying that, what he said was, I mean, but according to research, only 5% of men will actually report it. Do you think, do you think a man is, Michael, do you think men are taken seriously? If a bloke goes down to a guard station, you know, and he's six foot, and he says, you know, my missus is going to give me a couple of slaps or she's shouting at me in the house in front of the kids. Do you think the guards take it seriously? <laughs> well, they, no, they have to. Um, mm. They have to take it seriously. But I think they look for marks. The, the, the guards are trying to look for cuts and marks and bruises and this, that and the other. And a woman can't really bruise up a man the way a man can bruise up a woman. And I would imagine it's more psychological. I don't... I, I, I've never... I have never seen it. I know it happens, but I've never seen it. I have seen a lot of domestic violence the, the other way, female. I don't know. I was doing sales once. Well, there was a guy on the radio today and he was stabbed with the scissors by his wife. I know. It, it happens. Like, But I've done sales once, right? And I used to knock around on tours. And there's certain areas in Dublin that I would go into and nearly every tour door you'd open to be a woman with a black eye kind of thing. But I've never seen, I've never seen men being battered by women 
So you, so you think the majority of abusive men would be control, possessiveness and psychological? Well, I, I think it's the numbers are being exaggerated. I think it's a minority, but it's, it's, it's quite vicious. But see, we, we, yeah, but we did an experiment. I mean, this is why what happens. This is why we don't see it. We did an experiment going back about three years ago, <clears throat> which we got into a bit of trouble about. And I didn't care less because <clears throat> it was a social experiment and that's what it was meant to be. Where we had two actors, well, Robbie Kane, one of our reporters and one of our girls who works here uh, on Grafton Street. And we basically asked him to start a row with her in the middle of Grafton Street and to push her. Right? And to kind of give her, you know, suggest that he was going to hit her. You know what I mean? And within seconds, everybody was around them. Two security men went come over one of the shops and grabbed hold of him and stopped him. Right? We then said, okay, that's grand. On the ball. That's great. It's wonderful to hear that people are so protective. Right? And then we said, right, let's do it the other way around. And they started off at the top of Grafton Street. She was slapping him across the back of the head, calling him names. You feckin' E.G., you should have known not to be with her and all this kind of stuff. And he was walking saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he was walking out. And she slapped him from one end of Grafton Street to the other. And nobody intervened. People were laughing. By the time they got to the bottom of Grafton Street, thankfully, there was a guard. And he came over and stopped her. Well, he's duty-bound. Well, absolutely. But, but the point is, as a society, we don't take <laughs> male domestic violence seriously. Well, it's so, look, it's, we have to be real about this. There's social conditioning, right? And then there's, the, there's kind of... Okay. Men, women have never physically dominated men. For, like for, if you read history books going back thousands of years, women have never <clears> physically <throat> dominated men. It's not, in our, it's not in our DNA. But now, today, we're supposed to... I, like, I, I do honestly think we're pushing it a bit much. I think we're trying to... It, it does happen. It's vicious. And I, you've heard some horror stories and... and really dangerous women, but these women are psychotic, but but I just, when people see a woman slapping a man, they know, they instinctively know that that man, if he wanted to, could turn around and knock her clean out. They know that. That's why they don't get involved, whereas a woman, a man has ten times the testosterone a woman, testosterone a woman has. If they see a man hitting a woman, they know that that woman can't really she so what, do you, do you believe herself. that women look more defenceless? No, I think the women, like, I think the society, when, when, in that case of, of what your, your, your team did there, I think, like, it kind of a, society was compensating for that woman's inability to fight back where they knew, the society knew, well, that lad could handle himself if he wanted to. Well, we'll say, we'll say there for a second, Michael, because I want to bring Libby in as well. Libby, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Libby? Hiya, how are you? Nice to talk to you. First time caller as well. I'm glad to have you on the yeah, air. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so Libby, I'm looking. They, they mention in their kind of pamphlet here, so to speak, uh, that common indicators of male domestic abuse include verbal abuse and belittling and possessiveness and jealousy, ongoing accusations of being unfaithful, trying to control where you go, who you see, and trying to control how you spend your money. Now, you texted and say you don't believe that raising your voice is abuse. But I suppose... On one initial turn, it probably isn't. But if it's constant, I imagine it is, Libby. Yeah, I think what I meant by that was that I think there's a big difference between having an argument with somebody where both parties are equal in stance mm-hmm. and, and abuse. Um, and I think just listening to people, they're focusing a lot on physical violence. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, in my opinion, oh. I think there's a massive amount that goes before before you get to the physical act of punching someone or hitting somebody. Wait, absolutely, um, because narcissism has become a big problem in society. Somebody was talking about sure, on the radio the other day about exactly, the increased it, narcissism. You know, when you talk about when you know when you when you talk about a woman who's been in a you know 
locked in a in a relationship in a domestic violent violent relationship for a long time, often the thing the first thing that people say is, "Well, why didn't you just leave?" You know, and what people don't understand is, in order to get to a position where you are so um, dependent, or how however you feel so dependent on the person that you allow that person to like hit you and verbally abuse you, physically abuse you, whatever else, um, there's so much that goes into it. And do you think men can be equally in that position, even I, though even I, though they may be a main earner in the home, right? I mean, I listened, well, I was listening to a guy today talking about this and he was saying that he was in this position and he was stabbed with the scissors by his wife. And he said he didn't want to leave because he didn't want to lose his family. And he knew he'd end up in the law courts. He knew the family law courts, he'd end up losing access to his children. They were young. And he just didn't want to deal with what could, would have come after a separation if he had gone to the guards. Completely. And I think as one collier said, you know, you know, a lot of the time the courts are in favour of, of the woman. Um, I think for the simple fact that for so long it was in favour of the man and now there's a pendulum swing. Um, but so has, has the pendulum swung too far? Well, possibly, but I think... Because I'm all in favour of equal rights, but nobody should get privileged. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, no, but, but you know, you have to come from a stage where we're not... The pendulum hasn't really turned um, in the sense that if you look at, you know, women are ten times more likely to be abused you know, I think the statistics, something like one woman every couple of days or every week will die by the hands of her partner. You know, the statistics... Are yeah, but, yeah, but, if we, yeah but, but, but what we're doing is we're focusing on those statistics. And I can tell you the other statistics, for example, that men are more likely to be murdered in society. Men are more likely to be physically assaulted in society. That's statistically true. Uh, men are more likely to take their own lives, particularly men between the age of 25 and 45. Yeah, yeah. 85% of suicides are male. Young men. So th- there's a huge amount of pressure on young men. And is this the reason why say only 5% will actually report incidents to the guards if they are domestically abused. Do you think men have a bit of pressure on them to be cool and macho and not to say something? 100%, 100%. But the same applies to them, like, in, in order for them to get to a stage where they're being abused, it's not just a stage where they can turn around and defend themselves if they want. They, they've been so conditioned by their partner to believe that for whatever reason, they'll lose their kids or they lose their house or they'll go to prison or nobody believes them or they're not worthwhile. For whatever, you know, however that she has done it, it's still the same process where somebody, you know, abuses the person to a point where they don't believe that they deserve any anything better. Um, and it's for, you know, it, it's across the section in society. You can look at, I think you can look at any sort of problem and say, well, is enough being done? And the answer is always going to be no, because there's always something... Better, and I would agree with you, but look look how many support groups we have for women, like we have the National Council for Women, we have uh, Safe, uh, well, Safe Ireland, you have, there's so many support, I, I could name it, there's loads of them, there's loads of yeah, but I think uh, it's places. But I think do you think it's proportional? I don't yeah, believe so. I don't think it's enough. I'm not saying that it's enough We have men, one support group for men. One. Women either. But we've only one support group for men. I'd say there's at least 20 for women. And we've yeah, one for uh, men. <laughs> is, is there any wonder that men are kind of afraid to come forward? Maybe they're conditioned to think this is not something you should complain about, lads. Just kind of deal with it. Yeah, and I, I also think it's a generational thing. Like, we're, I think we're getting a little bit better at being able to sort of talk about our feelings, talk, you know, open up and stuff. But it's, we're still a long way from home. Um, and especially, you know, with young men and stuff, you're, you know, the statistics on, on suicide are spot on. And certainly domestic, domestic violence is just going to be one component to that, mm. to add to that, um, 100%. There's always going to be more that can be done. Um, 
I mean, a lot of those suicides happen for financial reasons. Many happen, by the way, with men who have gone through separations and can't get access to their children. There have been so many men who have taken their lives because they can't get access to their children through the courts. I mean, those situations are devastating for, for men who can't, you know. who. Yes, and, and you're right that there isn't the support groups and there isn't the, the, the I suppose, the ease of opening up and the, the willingness to kind of talk about your feelings. And mm. still in a side And women are better, aren't they, at helping each other? I mean, like, if you have a problem, I'm sure, Libby, you probably have female mates that you can, you know, go straight, you know, and give them a quick call and say, yeah, listen, you know, I have a problem. But men men won't do that. a domestic violence relationship where I've been conditioned not to believe that those options are available to me. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you have to ask yourself why men or women, why it's still happening when this support is there, or even, albeit not enough support, but if there's support there, why is it still happening? And it's because, unfortunately, it just doesn't reach those people who are in a bad in a bad place because they're so conditioned by their partner, be that a man or a woman, that they just don't believe that they can access it or they're worth it or no one believes them. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because somebody texts and says, not, I think the biggest problem now is men have become weak. I, think, I don't know. No. That's nothing to do with it. Mm. I mean, uh, Michael, <laughs> M- Michael, you talked about social conditioning a few minutes ago. Do you, think, do you think men have become weaker as women have become stronger? Do you think men have become weaker? Well, to be honest, I don't think women are stronger. Um, <laughs> do you not? I, no, I, no, I, I, I do believe as a group, I think women have become a lot stronger. I'm not saying there's anything bad about that, by the way. I'm taking that as a positive thing, by the way. No, I don't. No, I don't. I no, think I men think are, men are, are very confused at the moment. I don't think... Like, they, are worth, they should have equal rights, but that's not the same as becoming stronger, you know? Okay, sorry, Michael. What were you saying there? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, your question was: Are, are men weaker? Men are. Have they become the, weaker? Was the question? Sorry, we're, no, not are I, we. Like I've young kids in school, so I see what they're teaching the boys now, and I see what. And like the girls never get in trouble in school. The boys are always getting in trouble, um, and it's kind of the, we, they're teaching boys aren't really allowed to be boys anymore. So it's it's starting young. It's this, the boys were always risk takers, weren't they? Well, that's the thing. Like boys are, the boys have testosterone. Girls don't. If you want, if people are there, like if you, you need to go and pick up a book and read about testosterone and biology. I don't understand. have to. Do that. I can just go onto YouTube not and watch you, YouTube I'm, fails. And the majority of people making fools of themselves or doing something dangerous and risking their lives are usually blokes or young men because you know we tend to do silly things like that. There it is in action, like. But I mean, not, not all like that. Not no, all not all. And, and there is women like that, by the way, too, but less Absolutely. of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, women, women calculate things a little bit better and the risk involved whereas we just kind of go for it no I, no, I don't think yeah, yeah, I don't sorry think Libby yeah sorry Libby just just a quick thought you know that that, that expression boys with boys I think that's really dangerous and I don't mean any disrespect to that other caller but you know Gillette yeah, yeah the Gillette well, 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 hang on don't hold you together the Gillette advertisement of course brought that argument home during the year the boys will be boys Libby I don't know if there's anything wrong with that saying boys will be boys there's nothing wrong with being a boy yeah no just just hear me out for a sec I think no that's mas- gently emasculation that's gently emasculation what you just did there you just done gently emasculation and that's what's happening constantly you know we're being constantly hit with this gently emasculation what do you mean what your, your statement you just made a second ago, that's called, that's gentle emasculation. What? So t- saying, what? That boys will be bo- saying that boys will be boys is a dangerous statement. How is that dangerous? You're so trying to shame boys for being boys. Yeah, but I... Okay, well, 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 hang on, Michael. Let her explain. Let, no, let, let Libby explain why she said it. Go on, Libby. Sorry. Because I think boys will be boys. Oftentimes, it's used to excuse bad behaviour, which is disrespectful 
um, and symptomatic of a larger problem. So boys being boys, like, you know, whistling at a young girl or pinging her no, back. You're, choosing, or whatever, no, you're choosing the lowest common denominators. You're choosing the lowest common denominators. You're not, you know, that statement doesn't just go for the lowest common denominators. It goes for so many different things. Like Okay, well, in the Gillette advertisement, the, the, the statement, boys will be boys, it was used when two young fellas, probably seven or eight years of age, are on the ground, kind of mess fighting. And they're rolling around on the ground and one of the fathers looks at the other one and goes, boys, it'll be boys. And in that situation, Libya, I don't think there's anything wrong with the statements. No, not, not at all, not at all. Because you wouldn't generally see girls it. doing that. No, well... Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah. But, I, but I, think, I think traditionally you would see boys doing that kind of stuff more often, rough and tumble, so to speak. And, and I, I do understand what Michael is saying. I, I think this whole idea, and I don't want to get into too much of a deep conversation about feminism and toxic masculinity and all that kind of stuff. I think the words toxic, toxic masculinity and, you know, what Michael is saying, I think is kind of true. We're not all that bad. And there's nothing really wrong with being a boy and being a bit macho either. No, there isn't. But a statement like boys will be boys means you have to act a certain way to be a boy. Like what happens? No, it doesn't. doesn't it doesn't. Tumble. It doesn't. And, and it it, also, but Mike, Michael, let her finish. Let her finish, Michael. Okay, it, also, okay, let, yeah. it does. Like you can read. No, I can give you a response in a moment to show you that it doesn't. But go ahead. I can give you a response in a moment. But make there, a point there. There, there are. Um, there, you know, you can see that there is a. There's a. When a boy is rough. Um, sorry, you threw me. No, no, it's, I'm so okay. Well, no, good. So I will have a think about it there for a second. Somebody says in text here, "Boys are boys. Uh, what else are they? Boys act differently to girls. To be a boyish is actually normal, even for girls sometimes." Yeah, well, girls, I suppose, can act a bit laddish by times. I, I, I do that, that's... think it's social conditioning that, like, if you have a boy and a girl, you know that. I don't think. Like, I don't think it's social conditioning. One no. will be rougher, that kind of stuff. No, I think boys are generally rougher than girls. And I don't believe that's anything to do with social conditioning. I believe that's our G- that's our DNA. Testosterone. That's what it is. That's just yeah. biological. You know, I think. I mean, if you look at the world around us, Libby, the majority of people who die in the workplace are men. The majority of people who are in dangerous jobs, probably ninety five percent of them, are men. Um, women tend not to take dangerous jobs for a reason. Maybe they're cleverer, I don't know. But yeah. in saying yeah. that, the majority of people that will do this kind of work in life are men. Men take more risks. Uh, and that is testosterone. That's nothing to do with social conditioning. Mm, well, I, I don't know whether I 100% agree, but that's not the point. I think the point is that, you know, we were talking about why do men not speak up. And I think... My, I suppose all I'm trying to say is that I think you can trace that mindset right back from when mm. we're when there were trials yeah. where studies have proven it. You know, if you have a little baby girl, you know, you're gentle with them. You're you're kind. No, that's you know, not true. That's not true. You're completely. Okay, well, 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 hang on. Let Michael just respond to what you said about the other thing in a second, only because he wanted to respond. So in... Being shown about like the gender. Okay. She's okay, ignoring but... biology there. She's completely ignoring biology and the differences between men and women by saying that, like, that, that's just this is. This drives me up the wall. We are completely different. And there is an overlap. There are some boys that are that are more feminine and some girls are more masculine. But in that general whole, men and women, the female and the male, are different in every every bloody level you can think of. And that's been proven over and over, scientifically, biologically. And, like, the, the science is done on that one. And, and there's no argument, like, it's ridiculous. Michael, I'm I'm not saying that they're not different. I you are. Curious. You're doing it in a no, gentle, no. nice way. You keep you keep try, you, you you are. You're you're just you're okay, just coming I'm out not. with feminist nonsense. If you don't want me to be nice anymore, I don't have to be. 
But um, I'm not saying that they're, I'm, I'm saying that they're equal. They're not the same. But I'm saying the way we treat children and then therefore growing up to be adults um, has a lot to do with how they perceive themselves in the role, in greater role of society. So if we're saying things like boys be boys, there's nothing wrong with boys being boys, rough or tumble, if that's what a boy wants to do. But I'm saying there is, uh, in society, there is a large kind of concept where, oh, well, boys would be boys and girls would be girls. The so boys would be rough and girls would be pretty. So therefore, if a, if a man grows up and he doesn't fit into that, then there's a higher, there's a higher rate of, oh, my God, how do I fit into this? Who am I? Da, 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 because he might not fit Okay, well, well, Mike, well, Michael, just before I come to Steve, I think Libby makes a fair point. Now, I don't necessarily agree with everything she says, but, I mean, for example, I have two boys and a girl. Uh, my girl yeah. is 17 years of age. My boys are, uh, my oldest boy is 23. I have another one 19 years of age. When they were younger, in around their early teens, and even now, probably, I'm more protective of my daughter than I would be of my son. So don't get me wrong, I love them That's all equally. That's natural, though. That's probably natural, though. But, but it's, it's, not, it's because she's a girl. Men are domestically violent. It's a minority of men, okay? It's a minority of men, not all men. Just because the Gillette ad says it, it doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> okay, I, I would agree. No, no, it's a very small percentage of men have been violent towards women. I said okay. not all men are violent towards women. It's a minority of men. But you, the way you go on about it, you are who's used by the way? Wait, women, is it? Who's you, used, Michael? People who are constantly attacking boys and men constantly. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean, Libby, I, that's one thing I will agree with him. Seems we're talking about domestic violence and sexual harassment and all those kind of things. Men are getting a bit of a raw deal lately. You know, when we when we look at the advertising, the type of advertising we're seeing, the type of support groups that we're seeing advertising, we've need, the government funded advertising at the moment of sexual harassment. Um, if you clearly look at the ad, you can see, with the exception of one of the five cases, um, it's men who are being used are being portrayed as the perpetrator. Yeah, but that's that's proportional to It's not proportional at all. I I don't believe it's proportionate at all. I I think it is. I think I think there are much higher um statistics of of women being um victims, but I think men just don't say anything. Okay. I mean, I, I give you an example, right? You know, about the stereo about the kind of double standards in society, right? In the office um, David Beckham comes on the television. Or your man from um, what's his name, Aquaman. What's his name from Game of Thrones? That's... Oh yeah, Jason Moma. Okay, right, Jason Moma. Is that his name? Okay, <laughs> so he comes on the television. All the girls turn around, and one of them turns around and says, "Jay's, I'd give him one." Right, <laughs> and everybody in the office kind of goes, just laughs. Right now. If a good-looking woman comes on the television, I'm trying to think of a good-looking woman comes on the television, and all the lads look, and one of the lads says, "Jay's, I'd ride her." I can guarantee he'd be marched into the office, Libby. And he'd be told that's completely inappropriate in the workplace. Two of the yeah, women have complained. We're, we're not coming from a state. From well, a, no, but you understand that what I'm saying to you is society oh, has do. a double standard. I do, I do, but, for, but, but we're only recently getting into that. We don't complain about sexual harassment. We're sexually harassed all the time. I, I mentioned a story there recently. I was working at a club and uh, this guy was coming back from the bar. He two pints in his hand. He was stocious drunk. Two pints in his hand for his mates. Obviously, he, he, both hands were full. And this group of uh, from a hen's night, one of them runs over, puts her hand between his leg, grabs him by the testicles and squeezes them and the rest of them all start laughing. And he looks back and laughs at them, right? And keeps walking. Now, if a guy had done that to a girl, he'd be in jail the next day. So what I'm saying is, there is a double standard in society where we don't complain about it. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen. We just no, don't complain about it. It's not the same. It's not Why the is same. it not the same? Well, okay, but you can't... 
What's what's different about a woman grabbing a man's testicles and a man grabbing a woman's vagina? What's different about it? No, I mean, f- physically, what's different about it? If they're wearing clothes, no, obviously, I'm talking about. I would never do that. And if I saw somebody do that, I would not laugh. I would think it was appalling because I don't think it's appalling. <laughs> what I'm saying is when you're coming from years and years and years of oppression um, where, you know, if you spoke up, I mean, for God's sake, it was only a few years ago that a man could still, like a husband could still rape a, 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 his wife. You know what I mean? Like we, that doesn't mean it was happening. Pardon? That the, you see, this is more. You're, but, but, you're, but, yeah, but, yeah, but the point she's making clearly is that it it was it was in legislation. It was there that a man couldn't actually be charged with raping his own wife. It was yeah, just but, which which, which why I mean you have to admit, Michael, that was horrendous. Boy, that that was no, there. That's the thing. Sorry. They weren't all raping their wives. I'm not she, suggesting she, they were. Not you. She was suggesting, like, it's just... I don't, it's I don't think that's what she's suggesting. She's just saying it was a societal problem that even the fact that how seriously we took it, pardon me, uh, that we didn't take it serious enough to even bring it into legislation. Right. For a long, long time, women didn't have rights, didn't have equality, and we're still, like, you look at pay equality, look at... You know, that's been proven a myth. The pay equality things. That's been well, proven I'm not. To be I'm, not I'm not. No, I'm, me, I'm not going to get into the pay equality, the gender pay gap, because I have to be honest with you. The best economists in the world have proven it now to be a myth. And, and, and you know, there is equal pay and equal opportunities for women if they actually want it. The problem is that we have other problems in society when it comes to childcare, childcare costs, which unfortunately leaves women in a position sometimes where they can't do as many hours, and that is a problem, and that has to be dealt with. Where we have to give the same opportunities to women to get out and work if they want to work but at the moment I mean, we have a bigger problem with that I just mean historically I'm not going to give any more examples because you know you're focusing on that <laughs> well we're going off in deep tangents now yes I understand yeah historically women have been oppressed and downtrodden would you agree Michael no. He's not going to agree. I don't know if he wouldn't, but I also don't. I don't believe if, for example, there was some sort of patriarchal tyranny for the last God knows how many thousand years, I mean, it didn't turn out to be such a bad world, Libby. You know what I mean? No, so, I, do you know what I mean? Yes. <coughs> but, but there's a pendulum now where, you know, with the Me Too movement and, you know, things like that, that women are now starting to speak up, speak up, speak up. So they're gaining momentum. So the pendulum is going to swing. But some of it's ridiculous. Yeah, sure. So the, the Me Too has the best intention in the world, but some of the claims that are being made are ridiculous. You know what I mean? I, I've seen some of them, and some of them, you know, are some of them absolutely, and the intention is wonderful, and I absolutely agree with the intention of it. But some of the claims, you know, somebody well, was hugging me inappropriately, huh? But I think a small percentage. But to highlight the fact that most women at some point have been, have been you know sexually assaulted I don't, I don't think that's okay. okay well we're moving off the topic let me get back to the topic if we can because we've gone off and way in tangents but it's an interesting conversation nonetheless um, and stay there please Libby and stay there Michael if you possibly can uh, let me go to Steve if I can because Steve oh hang on I just switch you on there Steve you're on classic hits Steve getting back to domestic violence um, do, do, you, do you understand why 5% of men report incidents to the Gardaí and the rest don't bother in other words, 95%, you know, might be abused, be it verbally, psychologically, physically, whatever, but just don't say anything. Why do you think I that do. is? I understand it completely, and i tell you why I understand it, is because it's coming from two places. First of all, it's social conditioning, which you have just covered there at great length. And the second reason is embarrassment. Now, let me give you an example of embarrassment. Let's say you're sitting in a room playing cards with your mates, Noel, and in the next room, there's a six-year-old kid. You walk through that room and you come out the other side with a black eye because the six-year-old kid just beat the crap out of you. Are you going to tell your mate you just got beaten by a six-year-old? No, clearly not. Probably not, no. 
so why would men put themselves forward and say I just got beaten women are not six year old kids no but they got beaten by the weaker species and they have been seen as the weaker species for many many years you are the the true species as in physics physically you are a weaker species okay I don't think Okay, so you think men are embarrassed that, they, you know, a six-foot-one man... By the way, we're talking in general terms. There are women out there that would beat the shite out of me and you, probably. But in saying that, I mean, we're talking generally because men are physically tend to be taller, bigger, stronger. Generally Absolutely. speaking, you believe men are embarrassed. Nobody likes to, you know, admit they've just lost a fight to somebody they could have won. You know, if... Look, I put it to you this way. If a woman came to me and put her hands on me, I'm knocking that bitch in her ass. It's very simple. That, well, that's not, that. well, nobody should no, be knocking on, anybody hold on, anywhere. Hold on, let me finish. Let me quantify it by saying, if any man also done it, I would do the exact same thing. You are right, nobody should put their hands on anybody else, but if somebody comes to me and attacks me, puts their hand on me, regardless of their gender, they're going on their ass. It's very simple. And that's what the world is lacking these days. It's real men. Any man who doesn't defend himself deserves it. But what about the old adage that your, your mother always told you you never hit a woman? Bullshit. Well, you should Bullshit. never... By the way, can I point out you should never hit anybody? But you, of course you can hit a woman. I mean, if a woman's attacking you, why can't you hit her? Well, you should... I mean, there's, there's no harm in defending yourself or restraining anybody, be they male or female, if they're attacking you. But you shouldn't... Yeah. Noel, don't go there with the restraining. Sometimes it's just an out-and-out slap or a punch is necessary to stop these crazy... I've seen so many of them, crazy bitches on YouTube. You don't have to keep using the word, by the way. You don't have to keep using that word to, to, to emphasise the fact. Because you're only yeah, making yourself on. out to be a plonker now. But then, hold on. You, okay, crazy girls? Yeah, well, uh, crazy that? women. If that's what you want to say crazy women, that's fine. But, but they are crazy bitches. Well, well anybody, anybody who puts their hand on somebody else is clearly crazy. Okay, they clearly are. But I've seen so many of these videos where women are attacking men and the men stand there like morons just getting hit over and over and over and over again. Why? I would be embarrassed if I walked away from that and I didn't land for on her ass. Why wouldn't I be? I'm a man. That's in my... That's why we have testosterone. You know, this is why we have testicles full of testosterone. We're men. That's the way we're supposed to be. But we're the only species on the face of the earth who have been trained to ignore what we're supposed to do, our instincts. We have been trained by women I might say, because, you know... It's women well, I don't think women were telling us to do it. I think, men, I think men put pressure on men, just like women put pressure on women to be a certain way. Well, I, mean, the, I don't think women are putting pressure that? on men not to say anything. I think, it's, I think men put pressure on themselves and other What's men. What's crazy feminist you have on air there now? Who's the, who's the feminist? I don't know, your woman, whoever. Libby! I don't think she's a feminist. I think she's talking a bit of sense, to be honest. It's not everything she says I agree with, but, I mean, she is talking sense. She's not talking sense. She's, ah. <laughs> she's not talking sense because you don't agree with her. Quote, she turned around and said, We come from years and years of oppression. Bullshit, what oppression, Libby, have you ever faced? Okay, well, Libby, what oppression have you faced as a woman? <laughs> well, I have a few stories from the Me Too, and bar, uh, Me Too movement, but I'd be afraid to say oh, it boy. because I might be, you know. Might be what? Diminished. I might be diminished or dismissed. All right, okay. Fact, like, he's making my point. I mean, I could tell you the stories, but, you know. I'm not, I'm not, okay, yeah, I am a feminist, but all that means to me is that I believe that men and women should be treated equally. Do I mean that they're the same? No, I don't think they're the same. Obviously, biologically, we're different, um, and and I, I absolutely believe that and agree with that. My point is that I think as a society, not 
blaming men or women in particular. I think as a society, we we do tend to treat and condition men and women differently. So so we are both like both baby boys and baby girls grow up with fundamental flaws. Um, no, that that I wish that I wish we could do a lot to change, and I think one of the one of the downsides of that is that it is you know men grow up thinking that it would be weak of them to say if they were being abused. You know that's just one of many. Well, I mean, well, Steve, hold on for a second. I mean, there's Libby. I mean, you're you're talking about her being a feminist. She's defending men. She says she wished men wouldn't grow up with this flaw where they're afraid to actually admit. You know, I'm being abused by my partner. Look, what that guy was missing earlier, he, he was looking for the word passive-aggressive. That's what Libby is. She's passive No, she's not being passive-aggressive. I, genu- <laughs> I genuinely believe that she means what she's saying. No, no, she's trying to... Hang on, I don't agree with everything she's saying, but I genuinely believe that's what she means. And if you can't see that, well, then there's something wrong with you. You're just being a plonker again. A double standard five minutes ago where she said, oh, well, that is different with a man does and where versus a woman does. What, what was that? I missed I that bit. Something to do with a sexual scenario, somebody grabbing somebody's ass or something like that. Right, yeah, well... She said that was different. And well, you said, how was that different? Well, it's not, no, it's not. In my mind, it wouldn't be any different, no. Yeah, it's exactly well, the same. I just said there's a double standard that men don't take it seriously, women do, in a lot of cases. But, but if that's, but that's their choice. You know, if that's their choice not to take it seriously, but the point is, for a really long time, women didn't have a choice. Now we're just no. starting to have that choice. So yes, it is different. Maybe I'm not saying not it should be. And if we all of a sudden like had a brand new society where there was no history, men and women, you know, a lot of these problems wouldn't you know, wouldn't exist. Libby, do you think feminism has taken a turn? I mean, feminism initially was about equal rights, but do you think the feminism now has moved to a point where, well, okay, we're, we're kind of almost there when it comes to the equal rights situation, but now we want special privileges? Um, <laughs> I think some people take it too far. I, I don't believe that I am one of those people. I mean, when I, when I hear <laughs> lines... <laughs> yeah, when, when, when I hear lines... Lads, lads, all you're doing is proving her point, by the way, by sniggering at her, by the way. Can I just point that out? Uh, when I hear lines, for example, you know, when we do stories about, say, rape or sexual abuse, and I see the hashtag, I believe her, that to me means that I see feminism that wants special kind of privilege, that we believe somebody without even an accu- or without even a conviction. That, that to I, me is a special privilege. I don't, I don't think so, because when you've come from so long where automatically the man was believed, well, nobody should be believed. The point is, when there's an accusation no, made, nobody should be believed until until a jury decides. But you cannot deny the history where, like, laws, opinions, like, everything was weighted towards the man. So now the fact that we're trying to, sh- like, people are trying to shift, men and women, not just me, but men and women are trying to shift to have a more equal, uh, equal viewpoint and standing, that... that it's still not there. People you wouldn't. Are, you wouldn't hashtag. I believe her. Would you? Um. No, I wouldn't. On on blind faith. Um. I, in principle, I support women speaking up because I think, you know. But you do I, support I the justice system as well, and 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 the one hundred percent, and the convictions of a jury. One hundred percent. Because of course, the, I, I I am going to obviously mention the Belfast trial last year was it was an yes. example of that where here was three guys who'd been found not yeah. guilty in a court of law, and and the world, and well, when I say the world, Ireland and England particularly, went bonkers, you know, and, and we had marches all over the city uh, basically but, saying the jury got it wrong. No, but there were other things there, Niall. Well, I know, the lad talk, the, 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 the WhatsApp messages. I don't condone that kind of stuff. I'm not saying I condone that kind of behaviour, uh, you know, but in saying that, the jury weren't there to decide, uh, you know, morally if these guys were nice guys or not. They were there to decide whether they were guilty of raping a girl. That was their job. Yeah, 
and I understand that. I think that, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, morals don't come into it in a court case. It's is the person guilty of the crime, you know, as alleged, and that's that's all that comes into it. I suppose it, it depends what yeah. what you define. As okay, well, get, just very briefly because I have to wrap this up. Steve, getting back to domestic violence, do you think um, men get a fair crack of the whip when it comes to support groups and domestic violence, and do we need them? No, we don't need them. But Why? What we, what we need to do is just go back and begin being real men again, Noel. Ah, stop. Because there's no, no, there's no real men left in society. There's pussies. That's all there is. You can't do that, though, Stephen. Why can't we? Why can't we? Because talk you have so... You, listen to me, right? You try and be a man in the old-fashioned way in today's world, and you're in a world of trouble, mate. Well, so what can you not do? What's wrong with being an old-fashioned You can't do anything. Man? Well, no, no, no. Give me an example of what, what I can't do. Men are constantly self-policing themselves because they can get into so much trouble. Absolutely. But yeah, but when you say self-policing themselves, so give yeah, me an example. Why is that wrong? It's what they were doing. What do you mean, why is it wrong? We're not being natural. Men are committing suicide like mental. Like, what you that's, not, that's not because you're, you're not allowing them to slap a bitch when she gets out of line. What are you talking about? What is she talking about? That's just nonsense. What is she talking about? Well, no, well, give me an, well, give me an example of what you're talking about, Michael. When you say men are policing themselves, right? Give me an example, some sort of an example of what, of what you mean men are not allowed to be men anymore. We're not, we're not, I mean, I feel I'm a man. I, I don't believe that, that there are certain things that I obviously would do differently now that I would have done 30 years ago because I think society moves on, society evolves. Some of it I agree with, some of it I don't. You know, I don't, I don't believe, so, for example, whistling at a woman is the worst thing in the world. I've never done it. It's a bit Neanderthal, to be honest with you. But I don't believe it's the worst thing in the world. I don't think somebody should go to jail for it. But in saying that, you know, I'm not going to do it anyway, so I don't have to police myself. So what's the... I, I, I'm trying to... Give me an example, Michael. Well, I'm, talk, like, I'm talking about... As a man, I'm talking about, like... In the, the You know, the laws have changed. You have very little parental rights. You have no rights in the courts. You can't... You can't do anything, and in the, as in the traditional. He's like Stephen saying that you need men need to be men, but I'm I'm realistic here. I'm talking about all the laws, the courts, everything that is against you as a man. You can't do anything. You literally can't. The fact that I have to even explain this, like, is, is oh, well. I see. I'm looking for you, but you're, you're saying this to me, and I'm listening to you with great intent. But I'm trying to figure out what exactly it is. I want you to give me an example of where you had to police yourself recently. Where I had to police myself yeah. recently. Yeah. As a man, well, you said it. You've been saying it yourself all night. The difference between, like, I, I can't. I, you're, you're wrapping up there, and you want me to give you an example. Yeah, I well, I'm I do. I, I am trying to give me get an example of what you mean not to be a man. I open doors for women. You know, I still open the door of a car for a woman. Some women mightn't like it, and feminists might turn around and say, I can open my own, my own door. I don't care what they think. I'll still open well, you're the door. Ta- no, you're, so, you're talking about chivalry. Now. Yeah, okay, yeah. but that's, that's part of also being a man, isn't it? So I'm, I, I know I'm, I'll pay for the first date. Well, all those kind of things, I'd still do, even though there are women out there nowadays, there are some extreme feminists, I wouldn't say Libby is one of those kind of types, who will tell you, I'll pay for my own, or I'll open my own door, thanks very much. So, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but what if I said, well, okay. You can enough, still be a man. Good examples. But what I'm saying is, like, in terms of self-policing, like, yeah, in, ter- in terms of a date, someone goes on a date and they don't even, they're afraid or they're cautious about offering to pay for it or they're even cautious about holding open doors and stuff. This, this is kind of the pure society we're living in. It. Sorry, Steve? It's, it's the pure sexual aspect of it. Let's say I decide to go out tonight and there's a woman in the bar and I decide to chat her up and she's had one or two drinks on her and tomorrow morning she wakes up and decides that I've raped her even though she's consented. That's, that's the extreme shame. version. Yeah, exactly. That's the extreme version. But it's, it's all, it's from there to the bottom to the middle. It's, it's men are like, 
it's hard to be a traditional man in today's world. Yeah, Libby, do you understand what the two of them are saying? Or do you understand the point they're making? I, I, I understand. Um, I understand what they're trying to say. And I don't agree. Because so I Steve is saying that he has to police himself that if he wants to go out tonight and pick up a one night stand at a bar, chat up a woman and go back to his place and have sex with her, if she's under the influence of alcohol, he has a fear that he could be accused of rape. But wouldn't it have been something that yeah, might but, happen 30 years I don't, ago? I don't believe that. I mean, I think maybe he believes that, but I don't believe that because I think... Well, no, that's just male experiences. No, no. male experiences, Libby. It's not. You're, you're, you're not. It is. You're, you're not. You but, don't... Like that—that's not normal. Well, in fairness, maybe they have changed the legislation. Yeah, but if you're right, if a woman has one or two drinks, as opposed to ten or eleven drinks, like that whole thing is going to be very different. I do completely understand. (coughs) Like you can, and this can happen to a woman as well. By the way, that you have sex with somebody. You you know they're drunk, you're drunk, or whatever, and it can turn around and bite you. And I think if it's an honest fight, I can't imagine how awful that must be to be accused of that when you genuinely didn't have the intention. I can't imagine that must be awful. But I think there are, you know, the flip side of that is that a lot of times um, the, the, que- the question of, of consent doesn't even enter into the mind. Well, it never used to. I mean, you know, if you go back thirty years ago, people didn't. There, there was no word. There was there was no mention of the word consent. It was just body language, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but just just because it didn't used to, Niall, doesn't mean it shouldn't. Like we, we but it, but it shouldn't because it's a bit weird to actually ask consent, or or is it's it? Not, it's not. Why is it? I mean, but I mean, is consent, generally speaking, in a loving relationship, when I say, okay, in an intimate relationship, because if it's a one-night stand, it's not loving, right? But is consent just not assumed to the point where it's used by body language? In other words, if a woman says no, it's clearly no. You know what I mean? If she says no, it's no. You know what I mean? I mean, understand that. There's women out there who will, you know, use entrapment for men. And, and, and that is... It does happen, yes. It does happen. Absolutely, and I'm not talking about those women. I'm talking about in general when you have a like when you have a situation where a woman has had too much to drink or whatever, and she is not in a position to to make that decision. And Mm -hmm. you know, half the time the man will be just as drunk with her. And for me personally, I'm like, look, you know, no harm, no foul, because there wasn't. They were both pissed. The intent there, yeah. I mean, years, years ago, when you when you ended up with somebody, if you were under the influence of alcohol and so were they, and you ended up in bed with somebody, you both woke up the next morning with kind of regrets. It was called the walk of shame, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And you think, Jesus, what happened? What's your name again? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, what I won't be doing that anymore. Yeah, exactly. And where's me wallet come? <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I have to wrap it. Sorry, Michael, what do you want to say? Go ahead, very quickly. Uh, I was just going to say, <coughs> there's a new kind of laws in there about uh, where women are, are encouraged to uh, revisit the night before and and it's called the mor- I think it's in America it's the morning after regret thing where you may think back you may have agreed at the time but you have a right to say you were raped the following day if you regretted it this kind of thing well, I, I don't so, but I, I don't I don't agree with you know just claiming you were raped because you might regret something that you did and I remember we did have a scholar here from university she was a lovely woman I can't remember her name we had her in the studio and she did talk about Me Too and she mentioned as far as she was concerned that Me Too and some of these stories that you guys are talking about where women from 30 years ago were re-remembering stories that were quite positive at the time and probably had, you know, kind of, they held dearly as being positive, but remembering them in a negative way. 
um, because they've been told to remember them negatively. Okay, listen, lads, I have to wrap it up. Uh, thank you very much indeed. And Libby, thank you very much indeed for staying on the air. Thank you so much, Niall. Please, yes. Have a good night. All right, bye. Okay, loads and loads of text coming in, uh, loads of uh, messages and WhatsApps and everything else. And Steve, thanks very much as well, even though I don't agree with everything you say all the time.